Hey guys, welcome to the Student of Money podcast, where we help you achieve your goal of financial freedom through entrepreneurship, investing, real estate, and personal development. I'm your host, Jeff Niemeyer, and today is April 18th. Happy Tax Day! And if you haven't filed an extension, your taxes are due today. And if you owe the IRS money, penalties and interest start today as well. As they say, there's only two certainties in life, death and taxes. Taxes are a part of living in a civilized society and pays for important things like our national defense, roads, schools, police, and your social programs. Sometimes you hear politicians say that it's patriotic to pay your taxes. Well, that's a debate for another program, but I always say pay your taxes, but only what you owe, and don't overpay more than you owe. Taxes are your biggest expense, and I would much rather invest my money and grow my wealth than work 40 hours a week for the rest of my life just to pay taxes. So today's podcast is probably one of the most important topics I will cover. It has helped me pay zero or very close to zero in income taxes for over a decade. I've been able to put two kids through college without student loan debt and very little out-of-pocket money using this one concept. I've been through IRS audits and given what they call a no-change order, which for the IRS is basically saying, don't change your taxes, even though I spent thousands of dollars fighting audits just for them to give me a no change order. So this one topic has completely changed my ability to become financially free, and it can do the same for you. So first a disclaimer, I am not a CPA or a tax attorney. I'm not giving you tax or legal advice, so please consult with your own CPA or tax attorney to determine if these ideas are right for you and your specific tax circumstances. The information is provided in this podcast is for general education purposes only. All right, now that we've gotten that out of the way, the very first thing you need to know is there's no such thing as a tax loophole. The IRS tax code is written to provide tax incentives to incentivize businesses and investors to do the things government wants you to do. In my case, that's to provide housing. As I said back in podcast episode number one, to serve more people by providing them housing. So examples would be, Uh, You ever see where the city council talks about, hey, they want to build a Walmart in town, but they want some certain maybe property tax abatements, or they're trying to recruit, maybe Amazon wants to build a warehouse, and you've got governors and states that are basically competing against each other to try to bring in Amazon warehouses, Google data centers, uh, benefits like that. You'll also see uh, things called opportunity zones, where they're going to give you tax-free investments to put in low-income housing, or you might get a property tax abatements. These are all examples of the IRS, either state, federal, local, whatever it may be, incentivizing investors to invest into their areas. This is just another form of a tax incentive that is written into the code. 
So let's review the three types of taxable income defined by the IRS. So this does get a little technical, but please stay with us to the end because this is crucially important. There are three types of income, earned income, sometimes called ordinary income, passive income, like you get through limited partnerships, or in my case, real estate, and portfolio income, which are your paper assets or royalties. So as a W-2 employee, you have earned income or ordinary income, and you have very little deductions that you can take, and you pay the most in taxes. High-paid professionals like doctors and attorneys may make a lot of money, but they pay the most in taxes and are also in the highest tax brackets. A typical W-2 employee with earned income makes their money by trading their time for that money and then pays their taxes on their income, then pays their bills after the taxes are already automatically taken out. You pay your rent or your mortgage, your utilities, maintenance, car payments, etc., etc. A business makes their money through providing goods and services, deducts their expenses from the gross revenue, and those exact same expenses that you paid after taxes, they pay them before taxes. So that exact same rent or mortgage, utilities, maintenance, etc., they then get to take further deductions called depreciation. Now, depreciation is a representation of how much an asset's value has been used over time. It is a phantom expense that represents wear and tear over the life of the asset. After all deductions, you are left with a net income. Many times with real estate, after depreciation, you can have a negative income, even though you still have a positive monthly cash flow. The phantom expense of depreciation wipes out the income. In rental real estate, this is called the passive loss. I prefer not to have earned income, but focus on passive income and portfolio income. Rental real estate is considered passive income. Now, normally, if you have a passive loss, like in the example we talked about earlier, that loss can only be applied and offset other passive income. But if you make this one election on your taxes, you can deduct passive losses to you and your spouse's earned income. Let me say that again. Passive losses normally only can be used to offset passive gains, not earned income. But if you make the property tax form election, you can use passive losses to offset your earned income. It's called real estate professional status or the tax election as a real estate professional. This one election has saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars in income taxes over the 15 plus years I've been a real estate investor. It has allowed me to offset my spouse's earned income and reduce our joint tax return to a very low tax rate bracket. I have little to no earned income, only passive and portfolio income. My passive income 
is very often zero or negative due to millions of dollars of real estate depreciation driving down my taxable income. This passive loss is then carried over to my spouse's earned income and lowers her taxable income as well. Lowering our tax base rate and generating a substantial tax refund each and every year. This tax benefit is not available to my limited partner investors as they cannot meet the IRS requirements and are considered a passive investor only. Their passive loss can only be used to offset another investment's passive gain. So how do you become a real estate professional to take advantage of this? The IRS defines a real estate professional in two ways. To qualify as a real estate professional, number one, at least 50% of your hours have to be participating in the real estate business. And number two, you have to have over 750 hours of service during the tax years actively in real estate. That's it. All you got to do more than half your time in real estate and 750 hours of active participation. And it needs to be documented and written down. So if you work 40 hours a week at, an, at a job outside of real estate, you may have to quit your job to become a real estate professional. After all, you can't work 40 hours a week and then turn around and work another 40 hours a week in real estate. You could, but I personally wouldn't want to do that. So many certainly have, and you may want to consider it as you gain more momentum and purchase more and more real estate. A lot of people have left their jobs just so that they can meet this rule of 750 hours and 50% of their time in real estate. They have left their job in order to get that exemption on their taxes. So that was a lot of information. And you probably need to listen to this podcast more than once if this is something new to you. There are other tax advantages and rules on real estate professional status that we did not go over. So please, again, consult with your own CPA or your tax attorney to determine if making the real estate professional election is right for you. So happy tax day, everybody. Have a great week. And I'll see you next time right here on Student of Money.